world's on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what? As the Zold Amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, we have Pass the Salt. Pass the Salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the Salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. A lot, a lot of stuff, folks. A lot of stuff. And as you know, one of the one of the things that we have here at, uh, in, in this huddle, Coach Dave Live, is that uh, there's a lot of things they've told us that aren't true. And there's a lot of things to, that are true that they haven't told us. The Bible t- tells us that if we know the truth, eventually the truth, if you know, it's going to set you free. And we can live in a fantasy land if we want to. We can uh, live not by lies. I have that book over here somewhere. It's a powerful book. You need to read that. Live not by lies. And we have. We've been living by lies. We've been living by lies. Church hasn't been telling us the truth. The government hasn't been telling us the truth. The educational system hasn't been telling us the truth. And as a result, we're believing a lot of stuff that simply is not true. Now, anybody out there, is there anybody out there really who believes there's not a cure for cancer? You mean to tell me they, after all these years and billions and billions and billions, billions and billions of dollars of research, they don't know what, they don't know. <laughs> they don't know how to cure cancer. Come on. Come on. They just tell us that they don't. It's big business. Why would they want to cure cancer? Understand this. Remember this. Luciferians are in charge, right? And all those Luciferians, they live by one slogan. All those who hate me love death. Luciferians love death unless it involves them. They don't love their own death, but they love the death of others. They thrive on it. Luciferian system, whether it be a governmental system, whether it be an educational system, whether it be a medical system, whatever it would be, its main focus is death. I'm sorry. The sooner we understand this, the sooner we wake up and understand that this this natural uh, uh, demonic world in which we live, the, the sooner this stuff is is going to is going to make sense. Now I'm going to just stop a second because I just heard the Holy Spirit said somebody's laughing, but it's not you guys, not the folks who are in there normally. But you know we have people that are listening who really aren't part of what we would call the, the huddle. They're listening and they're laughing. See. And they can't wait, whether it be, uh, uh, I forget even the name, Right Wing Watch, whatever. Those, those guys that are producing that stuff, uh, they, really, they, they really believe we're crazy, see? They really believe we're crazy. And the battle that you're facing and the battle that I'm facing is you better learn to hold on to the truth. Because as soon as you let, tr- let go of the truth, you don't know where you're going to end up, buddy. You don't know where you're going to end up. I don't know where I'm going to give up as soon as I let go of the truth. That's the battle. That's what I want to talk to us about today. And a lot of us was, uh, excuse me, came about because of um, the show I did. I, if you didn't see my Bridie on show, it's worth going back and watching because I really kind of amped it up a little bit. You know, when I came down and did yesterday's show on, uh, uh, excuse me, I got the hiccups, on the, on the bailouts and the tax system and all that stuff, I really didn't do a lot of preparation. I had a little bit more time to do a little bit of preparation yesterday going into the Brideon show. It was so important that I'm going to replace some of this because you have to get this. We have to get this. If we don't get this, we're going to continue to live by lies. We we know where lies take us. My buddy Norm, put him back up there. Coach Norm had his second knee replacement yesterday and uh, went good. Really, really good for him. He's still in the middle. Believe it or not, he's still in the middle of coaching football. That's right. He has, he's coaching at Groveport Madison High School, coaching the offensive line. He's a great offensive. He's a great coach. But he's a great offensive line coach. And uh, now he's going to miss five weeks, four weeks, or five weeks before he can get back on the field. So, Norm is that's that's post op eating a popsicle, and uh, he appreciates all your prayers. Pray for a speedy recovery for Norm, because he would tell you this: he's a big guy, folks. He's a big guy. He's carrying a lot of weight around on these on these new knees. So just just pray uh, 
Keep them in your prayers. Myra, get ready to pray us in here, dear. Boy, I got some good, I got some good stuff for you today. You're going to be glad you tuned in. In fact, uh, as Myra's praying, or when she gets done, you ought to notify about five people. Say, Coach, you got you to gotta tune in. You got to tune in to Coach. Go ahead, Myra. Yes, Coach, I will be delighted to do so. So it is written, Ephesians 5, 8 through 12. For we were sometimes darkness, but now ye are in the Lord. Walk as children of light. Yes. Truth, go ahead. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and mm-hmm. truth. Amen. Providing what is acceptable unto the Lord. Have in, have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. For it is a shame even to speak of them things which are done of them in secret. Holy Spirit, you're welcome to Coach Dave Haddle, and we open our hearts to you, our released anointing that breaks the power of evil. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen, amen. Hey, we're heading down to Kentucky this weekend. Bobby, are you in here? Any news, any updates, anything you need to know? I don't know if Bob's in. He's usually in here. Yes, I'm here, Coach. Yes, uh, we're creeping up on the dates. Listen, if you guys are going to go, uh, go there and register on the event page. Feel free to donate. We still need funds. we got things to pay for. Uh, Dave Hebner is going to do a screening of a show there at the end. we got Tom Dunn uh, doing incredible presentations. Uh, Dave Paxton has an incredible presentation about communicating with both these guys. This is the place to be on Saturday. You have to, you have to be there. Go register. Thank you. Thanks, Bobby. Thanks for all the work that you're doing down there, brother. What town's that in, Bobby? I think it's Jeffersonville, right across the river from Louisville. Yeah. Okay, down Louisville. They're in that, so if they look on the map, they're heading towards Louisville, is really where they are. But it's Jeff, Jefferson, Jeffersonville, Indiana. It's Indiana, but it's Kentucky. Okay, folks. Cool. And then listen, Ray's got an event going on. We got to. We gotta uh, we gotta pin that down with some of you. Ray's having one up there on uh, uh, September 9, 10, 11. Also, the resistance chicks. Those you, those of you guys who are out on the East Coast, please try to help support the resistance chicks and what they're doing there. September 9, 10, 11 at the Faith Monument. And then Ray's has has an event going on Wisconsin Salt and Light Brigade on the on the ninth. Big plans on the twenty third at Gettysburg. We'll get back to that September. 23rd. Ray, you got anything you want to say about, about your event there? About your Hold event? on. Before, Ray, one other, one other thing, Coach, please. Uh, we got a hotel reserved with still a couple of rooms left over. We got to fill that. Uh, so communicate with me, uh, and let's make that happen as well. Thanks. Which one are you talking about, Bobby? I'm sorry. Uh, for the Kentucky event. Okay. Yeah, let's get that booked up. That's this weekend, folks. It'll be a great time. You'll, you'll, you'll really enjoy it. Cool. Ray, we all good up there, man? Anything you want to say or need anything? It's starting to look pretty good. Um, I got to find out what the numbers are. I'm not sure yet, but uh, everything's in place. It's a, it's a little bit of a repeat. Anybody was there last year, same place, mm-hmm. Neil and Mary's uh, farm out in Hatley. And, uh, well, like I said, we got uh, Pastor Mattarella uh, and Jason Storm's going to be there. Uh, we have a local lady that uh, tried to run for state attorney general office, Karen Mueller. She's uh, uh, she didn't make the uh, primary, but she's got a lot of on, on how to get involved in that. Plus yourself, coach. So everybody's looking forward to it. I just uh, got to go this week and uh, see what the numbers are. Um, I, I'm working on hotel reservations. Neil and Mary have graciously opened up their uh, grounds for camping for free. You get a RB, bring it, uh, bring it along as well. It'll be a good time. All right, Ray. Thanks for thanks for all the work you're doing there. Anybody for announcement? Cover that real quickly while we can. Yes, no. If if you do, just come in. Cool. All right. Listen. Here we go. You ready? You buckled up. Got to buckle up. I'm gonna show you a couple things here that are that are important as we get in it. First of all, uh, pull up uh, pull up Deuteronomy four. My wife gave me this this morning. God bless my wife. Hey, folks, we're going to talk about unjust weights and measures this morning. I'm going to talk about uh, equal justice under the law, equal justice, unjust weights and measures. 
It says in Deuteronomy uh, chapter uh, uh, 4, verse 1, Now therefore hearken, O Israel, unto the statutes and unto the judgments, which I teach you for to do them, that you may live and go in and possess the land which the Lord God of your fathers gave you. He said, before you go in and possess the land, uh, here's some statutes that you better follow. You better follow these statutes, okay? He says, you shall not add unto the word which I command you, neither shall you diminish it, Think it's not important that you may keep the commandments of the Lord, your God, which I command you. Your eyes have seen what the Lord did because of Balpeor. For all the men that follow Balpeor, the Lord thy God hath destroyed them from among you. But ye that did cleave unto the Lord, your God are alive, every one of you until this day. That's why we're going to make it through what's coming. Those who cleave unto the Lord, every one of you still alive to this day. Behold, I have taught you statutes and judgments. Even as the Lord my God commanded me that you should do so in the land, whether ye, I'm out of space, says Spence, whether ye may, whether, <laughs> whether ye go to possess, go to possess, go to possess, go to, that's how you expand the kingdom of God, okay? Keep therefore and do them. And for this is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the nations, which shall hear all these statutes, saying, Surely this great nation is wise and an understanding people. What nation is there so great who hath God so nigh unto them as the Lord our God is in all things that we call upon him? What other nation is there like the United States of America, one nation under God? And what nation is there so great? I'm sorry. Uh, verse 9. Only take heed to yourself. And keep your soul diligently, lest you forget the things which your eyes have seen, lest they depart from thy heart all the days of thy life. But teach them thy sons and thy sons' sons. Especially the day that stood before the Lord thy God in Horeb. And the Lord God said, I'm going to gather me the people together, and I will make them hear my words, that they may learn to fear me all the days that they shall live upon the earth and that they may teach their children. On and on. We can go on and on and on. That's a pretty good place to start, all right? So we have not taught to our children uh, weights and measures. Number four, Spence. Pull up number four. I'm going somewhere. Stay with me. Uh, I had a lot of, lot, found out yesterday through my emails, a lot of people don't understand the monetary system and uh, inflation. We're, going, we're heading there, okay? Okay, Leviticus. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna read all of them. I just. I just googled up three of them, three Bible verses about unjust weights and measures. Now, do we want to follow the Lord, or do we not want to follow the Lord? It comes down to that. You shall do no wrong in judgment, in measurement of weight or capacity. You shall not have just balances, just weights. A just. I'm sorry. You shall have just balances. In other words, honest balances, honest weights, honest ephah, and a just in. I am the Lord your God who brought you out from the land of Egypt. You Remember Deuteronomy, you shall not have your bag, you shall not have in your bag differing weights, a large and a small. You shall not have in your house differing measures, a large and a small. You shall not have a full, you shall have a full and just weight. You shall have a full and just measure that your days may be prolonged in the land which the Lord your God gives you. In other words, a dollar is a dollar. In your house and everywhere you go, a dollar is a dollar. Thus says the Lord God to Ezekiel, enough, you princes of Israel, put away violence and destruction and practice justice and righteousness. Stop your expropriations from my people, declares the Lord. You shall have just balances, a just ephah, and a just just belt. I'm not going to go down and read all those, all right? But Hosea, a merchant in whose hands are false balances, he Loves to oppress. Wait a minute, let's try this. A government in whose hands are fake dollars, he loves to oppress. And Ephraim said, surely I have become rich. I have found wealth for myself. In all my labors, they will find in me no iniquity, which would be sin. So I want to talk to you a little quickly, real quickly here about unjust weights and measures. I've got a lot of stuff I can pull up here. I, I, I didn't, I, I, this, this happened yesterday. On my bride on show, I'm going to redo it right now. Here's a little flashlight. <clears throat> All right? Let's say I bought this flashlight 10 years ago. And when I bought that flashlight, it cost me a dollar 10 years ago. 
Now, it's the same, uh, this, this one broke, let's say. So I needed a new flashlight. And I said, you know what? I want to have that same exact flashlight. That was a good flashlight for me. So I go to the store, and I'm going to buy a new flashlight, and I'm, I take a dollar with me. And I get there to buy this new flashlight, and the guy at the dollar store says, sorry, sir, uh, that's not a dollar anymore. That flashlight is now for that flashlight. I said, well, that's the same. I bought bought that 10 years ago for a dollar. Oh, says, yeah, I know. I said, did they change it? He said, no, sir, it's it's the same. It's the same flashlight. It just costs more dollars. The reason it costs more dollars is because the dollar you're using used to be worth an ounce of silver. That's what it used to be worth. Because we took the dollar away from from, uh, being tied to gold and silver, this thing doesn't, used to say right on top of it, redeemable in gold and silver. Maybe it's a tenth, Jack, whatever my number is. Stay with me here. Stay with me, all right? Redeemable in gold and silver, which is real money. It's real money. So to show you, I got right here beside me, And pre-1984 quarter, this is silver, total silver. This is a post-1984 quarter. Stay with me. This is going to matter. And this one is mainly copper with some nickel plating. This was actually silver. Today we call this junk silver. Now, this will buy me maybe a pack of gum. Probably not. Anybody out there remember for a quarter you could get, well, all you used to be able to get for a quarter? Because, see, the quarter was a piece of silver. It held its value. But you can't go and get anything today for a quarter because it's not worth anything. It's just nickel, copper. Now, this one, this junk silver, Mike McKee's in here with us today. Hey, Mike McKee, how much is this junk silver quarter? This same quarter, quarter made out of copper and nickel plated today is worth a quarter. By the way, they call it a quarter because it was a quarter of an ounce of silver. It was worth a quarter of an ounce. We're talking about unjust weights and measures. It was a quarter of an ounce of silver. Mike, what's this real quarter of an ounce of silver worth today? Both of them quarters. Both of them American quarters. First of all, Coach, the quarter of silver would be 1964. 1964. I'm sorry. I said 85. I'm sorry. But today that's probably worth uh, the quarter. It's probably worth uh, six to seven dollars. Six to seven dollars. So back in 1970, when I was driving my car and I could get a gallon of gas for a quarter. (laughs) Remember that, folks? You remember that, don't you? 25 cents for a gallon of gas? Well, isn't it amazing that a real quarter today still buys a gallon of gas? A real quarter still buys a gallon of gas. Why? Because this is just weights and measure, it is silver. This is copper pretending to be silver. This is an unjust weight and measure. So the flashlight isn't worth more. It simply takes more fake quarters to buy. Anybody picking it up yet? You pick you picking it up yet? Unjust weights and measure. Okay, let me let me take you another direction. That's real silver, that's fake silver. Always check a quarter when you get it back. If it's pre-1964, it's worth a quarter, roughly a quarter. Hey, Jared, I'm sorry, Spencer, pull up Kitco. I just sent it to you all by itself, all by itself. Kitco link. Kitco is one of the main places in America. You can go on the Internet and find out exactly what a what uh, value of metals, okay? 
<clears throat> there it is. What What is the value of gold today on the Kitco chart? Can you make that a little bit bigger for me? Gold today is <clears throat> 1,000. Put pointed at the top right there at the bottom. Do you see where it is, Spence? Right above market news. Right above market news. Right above market news. Right there. Gold is how much today, Spence? You clicked on it. Didn't need to click on it. Go back there. Gold is $1,735 for an ounce of it. There's an ounce of gold. $1,735.90 for an ounce of gold. So how can that be? That's the exchange rate, Coach. Yeah. It should be worth probably 10 times that. In real dollars, it's probably worth 10, maybe 20. Remember I talked to you yesterday about the fact that the, they was taking the silver off the market? Remember I was telling you that? Some of those guys who went from owning just silver on paper, they said, I want it. Send us our silver. Send us our silver. So there it is, 1,000. That's that's 2,000 bucks right there. That's one silver coin. I'm sorry, one gold coin. Heavy, heavy. Unjust weights and measures. Inflation. Okay, so then they said, well, Coach, what about silver dollar? Well, I just happen to have one of those. A real silver dollar. Well, what's silver today? Well, this coin right here is worth $18.92. Hey, Mike, that's a steal, isn't it, Mike McKee? Isn't that a steal? This is a silver dollar. A real silver dollar is not worth a dollar. A real silver dollar is worth $18.92. A real one is unjust weights and measures. The Lord hates unjust weights and measures. So what is inflation? Inflation is nothing more than they print a bunch of these things, flood the market with them, and then it takes more of these things to buy this. And it used to be a day when our dollar was tied directly to that. You get it, folks? Do you get it? Do you get a quarter? A quarter was 25% of this. That's what a quarter was. Okay, so gas hasn't gone up. The value of this has gone down. It takes more of these to buy this. Oh, unjust weights and measures. Hey, Coach, an interesting uh, thing, though, right now is that Silver Eagle you were just holding up. Look and see what the government will give, what the face value is. One dollar, the government will give you if silver goes to zero. So if I carry this in and try to uh, pay a bill with it, be worth a dollar. Is that what you tell me, Mike? Oh, you get this, folks? One way or the other, you know. And so the silver silver market, because, see, all, all the money used to be attached to, do the, to these two things, gold and silver. <laughs> a, a $10 bill was 10 ounces of silver, basically. If I'm, if I'm the silver certificate, you took a dollar in, you gave them a dollar, and they gave you, they gave you silver in exchange. With me? Now, this is interesting. If you could... Pull up for me number seven. Pull up number seven, if you could, real quick, Spence. Unjust weights and measures. Uh, No, that's not the one I wanted. I'm sorry, not the one. Go to number eight. I'm sorry, number eight. Number eight. They pulled a fast one on us again, folks. Look here. Look. No state. This is Article 1, Section 10. Clause 1 of the United States Constitution. Never been altered. The only way you can alter the Constitution of the United States is through a constitutional amendment. Not a direct, not a, uh, not a, uh, what do they call that? Presidential order. What do they call that thing? Executive order. An executive order, right? Not a mandate. The only way you can change a constitutional provision is through legislation. And even then, it can't violate those first 10 amendments of the Constitution, right? So they can't make a law, cannot make a law saying prayer is illegal. Can't do it. Why? Because it's constitutionally protected. Congress shall make no law. Can't touch it. Can't touch it, right? Can't touch it. Look here. Same Constitution. Hey, Coach, on that, the House can't, neither can the Senate, neither can the President. It has to be two-thirds, two-thirds of the vote. Or the people of two-thirds of the states can, can alter it as well. But not, not yeah, I, I'm with you, Dale. So they made it very, very hard to change the Constitution. So where was I? Oh, I'm right here. 
No state. Can you can you put a pointer on this, folks? So I I want people to know. No, I'm not lying. It doesn't matter, Spence. No state. How many states? No state. How many states? None. No state shall enter into any treaty, alliance, or confederation. No state can grant letters of marquee and reprisal. No state can coin money, emit bills of credit, make anything. No state can make anything but gold and silver coin a tender in payments of debts. Boom. There it is, Vinny. Boom. Boom. The Lord hates unjust weights and measures. So what do they do? What have they done to us? They've printed a bunch of these, which is nothing. It isn't anything. What does it say on it? It says right here, this note is legal tender for all debts, public and private. Says who? Boom. The Federal Reserve. The Federal Reserve. Is that what you said, Mike? Well, pull up number nine. Pull up number nine real quick. You say, Coach, this isn't very Christian. It absolutely is Christian, dummy. Mm. This is the gospel, dummy. Did you know the IRS is a foreign private corporation? You say that again. The Internal Revenue System, the Internal Revenue Service is a foreign corporation. It's not an American corporation. Most people living in the USA have no idea that the IRS is a foreign. That would be like German, Russia, China. That's what foreign means, is a foreign agency. To be more accurate, the IRS is a foreign private corporation of the International Monetary Fund. We're not even in control of our own money in the United States of America. Amen. And it is, how about this? And is the private army of the Federal Reserve, uh, like 87,000 armed IRS agents. Would that be a private army? By the way, this was written in 2015. Its main goal is make sure the American people pay their tax and be good little slaves. So the Internal Revenue Service that we all bend over and obey is a foreign corporation with absolutely zero, zero legitimate government Support, power, none. But they trick us into it and tell us that it is. Anybody picking this up? Anybody going to be honest enough out there to say, you know, Coach, I didn't know this. I didn't know any of this, Coach. I didn't know any of this. I didn't know that. Amen. Hmm. I didn't. Yeah, I know. And so what do they do? They just print them. That's no different than a coupon at Kroger's. It's no different than a coupon at Kroger's other than you think it's real money. They tell you it's real money. That's why we say to people, get some gold and silver. Get some gold and silver. Because right now, remember I told you yesterday, I showed you yesterday that 41% of the silver reserves Real, actual silver hidden in a lockbox someplace. 41% of it disappeared. Meaning those who owned silver, billions of dollars of silver. Those who owned silver said, uh, I'm going to take that. I'm going to cash that in. I'm going to cash in my fake certificate that says I have a bunch of silver. And I'm going to cash that in. And I'm going to take possession of that silver. Because here's what's going to happen very soon and very soon. This thing, go back to Kitco, go back to Kitco. Soon and very soon, this gold coin, I'm not, I'm just telling you folks, this gold coin is going to be $17,000, maybe $50,000 when it reaches its real inherent value in relationship to real coin. Mike McKee, Mike's a coin dealer. Mike, am I making this up, Mike? No. Am I making this up? Not at all. Not at all. And so this thing, which today they tell us is uh, silver is $18.93. At some point, this thing's probably up, gone backwards. At some point, this, because the ratio used to be this, folks. 
It used to be about 16 to 1. May, sometimes it's even down to 12 to 1, meaning this. It took, it took 16 of these silver coins to equal one gold coin. That was the ratio, all right? Because why? These are just weights and measures. The, the gold, by the way, the Bible says the gold is mine, the silver is mine. Is that what it says? Doesn't say the Bitcoin's mine. Doesn't say the American dollar's mine. It says the gold is mine and the silver is mine. This is real money. And it was up until uh, Richard Nixon took us off the gold standard in 1971. And shoo, they went prices. I know people out there, pull up your toes. We're buying new trucks for $100,000. My dad bought our first house for $7,000. How, did, how did that, how's that work, folks? Because they have used unjust weights and measures. And then they inflate your house and then tell you, oh, congratulations. The value of your house just went up. Now we're going to reevaluate your property taxes and you're going to pay us more money because your house is so valuable. But your house isn't so valuable. You've got more of this. You've got more grass growing in the yard. That's all you got. Am, 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 I coming, am I coming through? Am I coming through loud and clear? Am I? I think I am. What am I looking for here? Uh, no, I don't want to do that one. All right. I'm going to call timeout. There it is. Go back to Kitco. Hey, Mike McKee. They could buy some. Mike's not doing an advertising. Mike sells this stuff, right? Junk silver. Mike, explain to people why junk silver is would be a good purchase for them. It's, a, it's sort of a, you know, you talk about junk. The real junk is the other stuff. That's just a term we use because it's not numismatically as valuable because of the dates or the condition and all these other factors. Okay, folks, listen, Mike, i got to stop right there. Folks, coin collectors collect coins that are rare and in perfect condition. That's called numismatic value. It's new, it's rare, it's perfectly kept that people like to buy those coins because they're rare and in great shape. This thing they call junk silver because it's just an old coin that's been handed to 15,000 people they've handled. Now it's junk, but it's not, Mike, because it's 77% real silver. Right, Mike? Yeah. How am I, I doing, sir? I don't know the breakdown, but it's, it's generally it's called 90% because it's 90% silver and 10% other metals for durability. So you, you as a coin dealer, Mike, you have the ability. You're, you guys sell we call it junk silver, but it's not junk silver. It's just old, real silver coins. That, hey, folks, if the economy breaks down, I might be able to buy me a gallon of gas with this. Good luck uh, with this. Thing. Coach? Yeah. Uh, in, in 2010, silver got up to $48 and change an ounce. $48 and change. So they're suppressing it now, aren't they, Mike? Yeah. Uh, what, what would coin dealers say, number one, Mike, if it were really to hit what it should be, what would this gold coin really be worth, Mike? What is the intrinsic value of gold, of gold yeah. in today's modern fake American dollars? How many fake American dollars would it take to buy this? Well, some, some people, uh, I can't even answer that question because you can't, it's manipulated to the point where you can't really determine what real value is anymore. Could this coin be worth 10000 Mike? It could be someday. Yep. And then what about this silver this silver coin that's a silver dollar, they tell us? Well, we know right now it's worth 90% of 18. Right now it's worth 90% of 18. It's, it's, no. it's worth uh, $17. The silver eagle that you're holding, that is, that is closer to pure silver. Nine 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 fine, which means you know pretty close to a hundred percent. Oh wait a minute, wait a minute! I heard you, Lord. What, Lord? He said the gold's his and the silver's his. He just told me that. He didn't say anything about the paper dollars. He said the gold's mine and the silver's mine. I don't know about Bitcoin. All right, all right. I didn't get a chance to get Myra to pray. I'll get you in there, Myra. I, no, you did. I'm sorry, you did. Come on in, Jeff Klein. Coach, if you think about it, 
just a few months ago, six months be ago. Careful. Be careful, Jeff. Don't yeah. go thinking about it. Well, you go know, ahead. it was at 26 an ounce for silver. Now it's down yeah. to 19, roughly. Now's the time to buy. The one Folks, guy said, I, I heard it. Plywood's going up. Yeah. Baloney's going up. And silver's going down. One guy said, I heard him say, a smart guy said, if they wouldn't have manipulated that silver, I'd be at about 600 bucks an ounce right now. Uh, because why? And I listen, folks, hey, folks, he ain't making that up. Let me ask you something. All those trillions of dollars that we saw that they gave out in those PPP loans, is there anything backing that up? Or is it just devaluating this thing? Saying it ain't good anymore. They're handing them out. They're loaning them out, and they don't even want you to pay them back. You know why? Because they know it's paper. Roger. Oh, I was just going to add to the conversation, too, the word diversification. It's key now. And the second thing I would add is I would say 95% of what you and I would call financial planners, guys and gals that work for Edward Jones, so on and so forth, will never ever tell you to invest in hard assets never ever ever so when you're getting counsel and many people turn to these people they will never advise you to put much in hard assets why that's not where they make their money that's right and that's why this is being manipulated right now gold and silver is being manipulated so all those big buyers on wall street can get all of this before it goes sky high. And when it goes sky high and they tell you that these things aren't worth much anymore, I'm going to have some junk silver. I'm going to buy my family a day's food with this barter. Think I'm crazy? I don't think I am. Craig. Uh, Coach, August 12th, 1971. The dollar fell. August 12, 2021, America fell. That's when Joe Biden said, I'm sending 3,000 troops to Afghanistan for the withdrawal of the United States. Hmm. It's a 50-year template. The Lord works on 50-year templates, right? Uh, this year is a Shemitah year, and we're also ending and going into a Jubilee year. In 1973, uh, if you follow that, okay, that was a Jubilee year. That's when uh, on uh, Yom Kippur, okay, <laughs> the uh, war started, which is a holy day in Israel, okay, and they got the Golan Heights, which they also got Mount Hermon. So we are coming into a Jubilee year, and the end of the month of September is a lul, okay? That's why this Gettysburg thing, <laughs> it ends on September 26th. The Hebrew calendar this year ends on September 26th this year. And it's all tied in the Great Reset. Craig, I'm with you, man. Hey, Craig, I didn't ignore you yesterday. I had a crazy day. Monday's a tough. Monday's a tough. I'll talk to you. I'll talk to you about that. Hey, friends, listen. Hey, Mike, I'm, I, I don't do this. We don't do advertising. Mike, put your phone number in the in the chat. If somebody's listening right now and they said, yeah, I, I, maybe I ought to get some of that junk silver. Maybe I ought to get some of that. Hey, Mike has can I, say one I have more access to it, Coach, but I don't. I don't really have my business anymore because I uh, well, retired from that. But I have but access. You could, you could give them some advice. You could give them some advice on it, couldn't you, Mike? If they had some questions on gold and silver, you could give them some advice. Right. Yep. Okay. Coach, one more point. Okay. The dollar's gone. America's gone. But there's one person that's still standing, Coach. That's Henry Kissinger. He was right in the middle of all this whole mess back in and China. Why do you think Fauci's quitting, folks? Why do you think Fauci's quitting? Posse's running up their tail, baby. The posse is running up their tail. Reggie, come on in. Good morning, Coach. What If there's any parents or grandparents that homeschool their children, when I, uh, in the 90s, late 90s, when I was homeschooling my older girls, we actually sat down. I that was one of the classes we had for like their senior year. I can't remember, but um, I taught them about the money. I taught them about gold. I sat down and we dissected the dollar bill. So my kids 
understood visually all the meanings, the symbols, the what everything meant on that dollar bill. And now my older daughter and her husband, they, they buy gold and silver. They, they, she's known. And it's something these kids need to start learning because you may have the knowledge, but and if you don't find out so that you can pass it on, they need to understand this. They, they really need to understand this. Make it a class. Spencer, pull up for us real quickly. Google silver certificate picture. Silver certificate. Folks, those were the old dollars. Silver certificate dollar bill. Now, Spence, make that pic, make one of those pictures larger so we can see it. There is one right there. Make that picture big. Because I want to try to read what it says there in the black, Spencer. Can you make it bigger than that? <clears throat> uh, maybe, Spencer, go to the one over here. There, there what it says. This, see, they even print it so you can't even. This, something is redeemable for this. Uh, I can't read. I can. I, can't I read. can read it, Coach. This certificate is re- receivable for all public dues, and when so received, may be re- reissued. In other words, you can take that baby and look at the top. What's it say at the top, folks? This certifies that there has been deposited in the treasury of the United States of America ten, a dollar in silver. And look what it says, one silver dollar, payable to the bearer on demand. A silver certificate was a coupon where you could go get a real silver coin. You get it, folks? They changed it on us. They changed it. Now what's it say on the dollar spent? Well, I can tell you. Huh? Uh, Hey, Spencer, go back. Because there's another one I want you. That's a, that's a that was a, yeah, go over here to your left, far to your left. Because here's a newer one. They changed that one. What's that one say, Spence? What's that dude say? What'd they print on him? No, that's the same one. There, that one. What right there? Yeah. That one that was one. too blurry. Hold on, I need a better picture. Because uh... they see, hey, unjust weights and measures. The Lord hates it. He hates it, folks. What they've done to us. I can tell you what it says. This is redeemable. Right there. That one right there. Pull that one up. 1957B. What's it say, Spence? This certificate is legal tender for all debts, public and private. What happened to redeemable and gold and silver? Well, it still is. The bottom $1 is silver payable to the bearer on demand. Uh, my dollar just says one dollar. Just says one dollar. What happened to the silver? Huh? Coach, it also bears uh, Masonic Latin phrases. Uh, we know the Masons are all over. The Luciferians are all over. We know that. We know. Judah, come on in. Coach, someone asked, uh, why is Dr. Fauci Standing down. And uh, the answer to that question is, uh, if anyone goes to the Gerald Ford Foundation, Gerald Ford Foundation, and you go to the board and trustee members, what you guys will notice is that there's a family there called the Kissingers. There's also a couple other families there. Spencer, try that. Gerald Ford Foundation. Gerald Ford Foundation. Gerald, keep going. Keep talking there, Judah. Gerald Ford Foundation. If you look at the board of trustees, officers and trustees right there, and you zoom in, you'll notice some friendly names. One is Alan Greenspan. Another one. Liz Cheney. Liz Liz Cheney. Cheney. One is Dick Cheney. Uh, one is a, a dear friend of ours, no longer, DeVos family and the Van Andel family. Amway. Amway. But you'll notice uh, Dick Cheney um, and those guys lost in Wyoming. Now, this organization is the head of the United Nations relationship with the United States. And they know without a doubt, without a fact, that they are no longer going to be able to win in the fall 
And this organization here also um, is the organization that put Fauci and put Dr. Collins into the NIH. So, boom, see? Um, oh, so let's go up a minute there. This is interesting. Scroll up a little bit, Spence. <clears throat> now, right there. Foundation officers. Uh, we did that, didn't we? Going down. Going down. I'm sorry. Whoa, there they are. There's the officers. Dun, dun, dun. Okay, go down the bottom. Keep going. Senior advisors. James Baker, former Secretary of State. Dick Cheney. Henry Kissinger. Retired members. Warren Bush is going to pop up in here anywhere. So, folks, this is what's going on. Donald Rumsfeld. Amazing. The people controlling your money are names you don't even know. Who are these people? Who are these people? We're talking about unjust weights and measures here today, folks. Unjust weights and measures and why we're in the mess that we're in. Myra, come on in. Oh, hang on. Oh, I heard you. I coach. I didn't tune in to hear about money. I turned in to hear about the Lord. Dummy. <laughs> oh, coach. We have just the best group. And I love it every morning. And I just want to remind everybody that today we have the Christian Revolution at 730. Please um, join us. And uh, what does um, the best and about the wicked and unfair um balances um we're reading revelation 18 11, 13 and the merchants of the earth will whip and mourn over her for no one buys their merchandise anymore merchandise of gold and silver precious stones and pearls fine linen and purple silk and scarlet even kind of citron wood Every kind of object of ivory, every kind of object of most precious wood, bronze, iron, and marble, and cinnamon and incense, fragment oil and frankincense, wine and oil, fine flour and wheat, cattle and sheep, horses and chariots and bodies and souls. Of no paper them. dollars? No paper dollars there, Mike? No. No <laughs> no. There, huh? That's interesting. That's interesting. Hey, are you ready? Are you sitting down? Are you sitting down? Hey, Coach, one of the names on that list, if you guys will look at, is Alan Greenspan. Oh, yeah. If you guys know who he is and what he is, and when you talk about unjust weight and some measures, Henry Kissinger is the one that told him to be able to get us off of the silver and gold standards. Mm. So there's a return coming. Yeah, there's a return coming, huh? Hey, do me a favor. Go to number two. Are you sitting down? Because I went back to that ProPublica thing yesterday, looking up all that money we were talking about. Couldn't figure out why the churches aren't standing up and why the churches aren't standing up and speaking up. Are you sitting down? Scroll down, buddy. Scroll down. Ministries. Ho, here they are. (sighs) Alabama Baptist, 1.2 million. Cottage Hill Baptist, 1.2 million. Launch Global, 1.2 million. Oak Mountain Presbyterian Church, 1.2 million. This is just in Alabama. New Life Church of Arkansas, 2.5 million. Arkansas. I wonder if they're preaching against the jab. You think they're preaching against the jab, these guys? Fellowship Bible Church of Little Rock, 1.2 million. Christ Church of the Valley, Inc. in Peoria, Arizona. Well, they got $2.5 million. Central Christian Church of Arizona. By the way, they got these phony things. These phony things backed by nothing, right? And then they're going to tax you and send 87,000 IRS agents after you to get some more of these fake money. Uh, The Crescent View South, Inc. Well, they got $2.5 million. Harvest Christian Fellowship in Riverside, California. They got $2.5 million. That must have been the limit, huh? Calvary Church, 2.5 million. San Diego Church. Scroll way down the bottom. Let's see if we can get some others we know. These, folks, these are just churches on the corner as far as I know. This isn't like Billy Graham. Stop right there. Be good. U.S. Academy. Twin Lakes Baptist, 1.2 million. U.S. Academy Internet. Valley Baptist Church in Bakersfield. West Angeles Church, 1.2 million. I wonder if these people would speak up against the government. What do you think, Paul? I doubt it, but uh, Fauci and Mengele, no comparison. 
Why do you think he's leaving? <laughs> the numbers are out, unbelievable how many people he's killed since he started this, this job of his. Um, I don't know where he's going. I don't think it's going to be for a drug company. I think he's leaving the country. Anyway. He deserves a, a trial and a public hanging in my my. Well, he just needs to meet me. He won't need anything after that. (laughs) Folks, the CDC, I think it was the CDC, the NIH, one of them came out yesterday. I don't know if you saw this. And uh, they admitted they'd made some mistakes, that they have to reevaluate. They have to (laughs) reevaluate their data and how they they went about it. And uh, this is, is but see, look, this is stupid. They'll tell you that this and this are the same. Come on in, Silver. <laughs> Interestingly enough, come on in, Silver. Thank you, sir. Uh, Jared, scroll up just a little bit. Uh, back up on that page. And Put this in the chat because people want to oh, look yeah, at. See definitely want to see this. And Coach, you know, I hate to correct you, but when you look at one of these, say the Grove Community Church in Riverside, California, that's not one point two. That's one two two. Oh, Joe, There's my eyes were in there. It's maybe two million. <laughs> it's at least some, one. There were some and maybe two markers in there too. What's billion that? Marker, billion. Scroll up a little bit. A little bit more. Billion? I don't think so. I think it was the number B C A B C. Oh, you think that's what it is? Okay, it's not. Billion. Hey, what, Joe? Who knows, right? Who knows? Who knows? Yeah, I mean. <laughs> so, folks, you can take this right here. Well, you can take what we gave him yesterday, Spencer. Put this in the chat form. Uh, where was it? Uh, number five. Uh, oh, no, no, hang no, hang on, hang on, hang on. Spencer, you got to pull up number five for me. Oh, Spencer, you got to pull it up. ProPublica, Planned Parenthood. You ready? Huh? Uh, Planned Parenthood. These are payroll protection. <laughs> oh, the one in... in um, Westminster, PA, got 853000 One in Billings, Montana, Planned Parenthood, got $1,300,000. Another one in Billings got $1.2. One in Phoenix, only they got $1.3 million. Upper Hudson, Planned Parenthood in Albany, New York, they only got 833000 The Planned Parenthood in D.C. got $1.3. The Planned Parenthood in Illinois got $3.8 million of your tax dollars not have to be repaid, and 87,000 IRS agents going to come visit you. Planned Parenthood of Michigan, 2.3. Newark, New Jersey, their pikers, 895. San Antonio, Texas, 835. What about, oh, Columbia, here we go, Cincinnati. Well, they only got a million of these of these phony pieces of paper. Oh, my goodness. What about Columbus, Ohio? It's in there, but you don't have to scroll down. Look at this, folks. 17 million, it's 1,700,000. Planned Parenthood of Maryland. That's just one of them. There's another one, 1.619. Planned Parenthood, Maryland. Don't have to repay it. Your tax dollars. My tax dollars. Wow. Wow. Go ahead, Jack. on uh, On the currency thing, we buy and sell commodities. You exchange currencies. When you buy and sell currencies, they tax them and they call it a commodity, not currency. So we need to remember how to use those words because the exchange rate for United States currency to Federal Reserve notes today is 19.6 exchange rate. It's not buying it. It's an exchange rate from one currency to another. So in other words, it might take 19 Japanese yen for $1. Is that what you're saying? Yes, you exchange currencies. You, That's why everything's you tied. Currencies. That's why our world economy is tied to the American dollar, the petrodollar. Right. right, folks? Right. When the American dollar reaches its real value, the world sinks. That's where we're heading. Michelle. I just had a thought when you were reading the numbers for Planned Parenthood. You know, they didn't even have to close down. They were one of the entities that were allowed to stay open because apparently killing babies is necessary. That's right. They didn't even close down. I missed that one. 
Did you get that, folks? Did you get that? They didn't close down. Hey, Spencer, if you could, put up that little meme that you just sent me. Look at this. In 1964, friends, the minimum wage was five quarters. Dollar twenty-five an hour. Anybody remember those days? Right? In uh, 2021, five 90% silver quarters need a melt value of $23.34. We don't need minimum wage. We need sound money. So they're still paying you a dollar. They're still paying you five quarters, but they're calling it $23.34. Because the money is corrupt, unjust weights and measures. Trent. Coach, this this ties in well. Uh, well, let's go closer to home, you know, because we're like, okay, well, who do we get for that? Do we go to, you know, the states or whatever? Because who's, who's to decide these people aren't going to pay us our money back, basically, you know what I mean? But even closer to home, your local school board is giving your superintendent and all the other people on the school board, I know here in my town, a $40,000 raise a year, you know? Who's to decide that? Well, that's how they keep them in control, right, Trent? That's how they keep them in their pockets. They buy them off. Okay, it's what a, what. Hey, listen, I hate to tell you again, the Lord hates unjust weights and measures. He hates them. He hates them. And we thrive in the midst of them. That's all we have, unjust weights and measures. Jeff, come on in. <coughs> Excuse me. Coach, I think I'm needing to go over to talk to the pastor of the new church that's being built beside the high school. And isn't it funny? That his the pastor's daddy is a county commissioner. I wonder oh. if that church got some money. They're building a brand new building right beside the school. And I'd like to go in and ask him, are you going to go and stand against this children's hospital in the school and the transgender stuff and the reproductive rights? You guys going to do anything? No. Well, hey, Jeff, I'm just curious. I'm just curious, Jeff. I'm looking on my own computer here now. You know the name of that church? I'm trying to think of it right now. I, it's on the tip of my tongue. I'll find out. It isn't on the tip of your tongue because you're thinking about it. If you were thinking about it, it would be on the tip of your tongue if you knew it. Your tongue don't think. Craig. I sent you an email, Coach. Uh, 1933, um, Mr. Roosevelt took uh, off the gold standard that you could be, uh, you could require someone to pay you in gold. That was in 1933, and he was a 33-degree mason. So he started the whole thing. Good for Mr. Roosevelt. Huh? Check, check, your, check your email. Check your email. Check what? I'm sorry. I'm looking at it. I don't see it. Now, I said, for some reason, email. I'll, my, I'll find it. Sometimes it goes to my spam file. So it, you know. Sorry. It is what it is. Brett, come on in. Then Jack. Yeah, Coach. Good morning. Good morning, team. Why, uh, I don't know which one started first, but we have been trained as a people, and I think this goes worldwide, that as long as we work for someone or for a company, we deserve a pay raise. Even though it just, just time and grade, we deserve a pay raise. Even though we, our skills haven't improved, our, you know, we're just there for another year. We need a raise. So what, what created inflation? Did the government create it, or did we as a people create it? I, I don't know the answer. I'm just wondering. <clears throat> well, I'd say I'd say it was in combination. They gave, they had to give you a raise to keep up. They called it a cost of living increase. Remember that, friends? Cost of living increase. Why? Because they were devaluing the dollar. And I just told you yesterday, I saw a statistic. The average American citizen is paying $850 a month more for the same stuff he bought two years ago. If you didn't get an $850 a month raise, you're struggling. Jack. You're trying to preserve your purchasing power. It's got nothing to do really with how much you make or don't make. You're trying to preserve your purchasing power. And the example that I use when you threw up those five quarters is how many minutes does it take to earn what you need to have. For instance, back in 65, when I was working, I got, it took me seven minutes to earn my first pack of cigarettes, my pack of cigarettes for the day. The first seven minutes of the day earned me a pack of cigarettes. How long does it take to get your first pack of cigarettes for the day, Silver? 
it takes you about 45 minutes. So do we, now that you're making 20 bucks an hour, is your purchasing power up or down? See, it's not about the actual, what, what a dollar is or what a dollar isn't. It's your purchasing power. If you're purchasing less with the same amount, you're going backwards and that's what they want you to do. So by the way, when this whole thing broke loose with COVID and, and they wanted to give out the payroll protection, do you remember this folks? The Donald Trump, he suggested maybe they stop taking out payroll taxes. And boy, they shot that down yeah, right man. away. Why did they shoot that down right away? Well, number one, if they gave you money, you thought, oh, that government's so good, they're giving me money. But number two, they knew that if you ever got your full check without any deductions taken out of it, your eyes would open. And you would say, what the hell is going on here? They don't want you to know it. huh? Debt is bondage, and they're throwing us in debt. We'll talk about Jesus more tomorrow. God bless you. See you then.